Welcome to the How and the Why. With John Barrett Ingalls. Exploring and celebrating the creative process and the creative purpose of authors, editors, and artists that make up and inspire the Black Hill Press family. Black Hill Press is dedicated to the novella. We believe a great story is never defined by its length. Let's get creative. first 
the first one, the first novella that I edited, which was Tomas's um, Bellies and Buffaloes, and that was great. I mean, the turnaround was really quick because mm-hmm. we wanted it. We had this really sharp deadline, but um, Tomas was wonderful to work with, um, and I sort of kind of like it was like jumping into <laughs> the deep end of the water. Like we didn't have time to really, I, you know. I had to really get those edits in. So I was, you know, I didn't have time to, like, nurture, I felt. But maybe I'm wrong, and I would, you know, you would have to ask them about that. But I was just like, this is what I love, and this is, you know, we could do more with this, you know. And I just sort of cut, like, really kind of harshly. But it was great because his his writing was perfect. Hmm. And I was just, and it was all just a matter of, like, I want more of this or, you know. So it worked really well. And, I love I, lo- I love that novella and um, and I'm really excited about the way it turned out and it was an experience for both Tomas and myself because this is something new new like uncharted territory for both for both of us. Uh, me being an editor, I mean I've edited short pieces before, you know, like editor in chief of websites or um, mostly entertainment things, um, entertainment articles, but um, I've never edited a longer piece like that, never fiction. You know, so it was it was great for me too. Now I know you're you're an avid reader and like you're kind of like the the champion for all literary arts from what I know of you. And uh, as an avid reader and not being somebody who's worked as an editor with fiction before, how how did you approach the book? So you get this this manuscript, uh, Bellies and Buffaloes. How do you how did how did you read it the first time without you know? without having entered into that that realm as as an editor? Well, I mean, I guess, I, you know, I do read a lot, and it's I'm always reading, like, three books at a time, mm-hmm. it seems. Like, I'm always picking stuff up. So when I read his, um, I read, you know, I read it right away quickly, you know, firsthand without making notes. And I just, I immediately start thinking of what, it reminds me of, you know, or, or the themes that are going through that novel and the themes of of redemption and a journey and, you know, like cross-country journey, you know, journeys and father and son and what's family and um, and those kind of themes. And I and I start thinking of the, you know, novel that I've read before with that. And, and also, you know, he's Latino, so I, I thought of, like, just what I had just finished reading, like maybe mm. Matt de la Peña, and, you know, Matt de la Peña writes a lot of young adult stuff, and and it's all, it's usually um, boy protagonists. And so, you know, I thought of that um, as well, and so I just immediately start thinking of what the themes and what and what he's trying to work through. Um, and another thing that I that I've learned is and we do this for Black Hill Press. We usually do this at the end. It's sort of like that back backstage copy or like what the book is about. And for me, as soon as I finish reading Tomases, I already start thinking of what the log line would be or what the three sentences, if I wanted to explain it to someone, what this, right. you know, this is a the story. The elevator pitch. Yes, like this is a story of a man who's, you know, just, you know, found out that he has a son and it's about like his his, you know, I don't know, journey from, you know, what is what is family, what's a father, you know, um and stuff like that. So I just really start thinking of it that way and it kinda keeps me focused as to this is the theme that Tomas is trying to to 
to, you know, go through with this novel. And, you know, and let's try to go, you know, let's aim for that, you know. And, and I would go back and forth with Tomas and we, you know, we would agree. So these are, you know, just to sort of guide him to what he wants, you know, and take down, take out all the frivolous things that pulls away, us away from that, you know, from mm. that journey. So it was, it was a really, it was really fascinating for me. I thought, I thought it was gonna, um, I don't know, it was great for me to learn how to be an editor. You know, I mean, I've always been, it's easy for me to edit other people's work, um, so I could see it, but, for novella, it's just such it's longer, and I was just like, I hope I didn't I didn't want to be I was trying to be really aware that this work was um, personal in a way, mm. and I didn't want you know I didn't want to take away the essence of it because for me when it came to entertainment you know editing I could just you know pick it out it's, you know stick to facts or stick to frivolous facts. <laughs> And it's just easy because I know how to work within whatever magazine or site I'm working on. But with the novella, I wanted to keep his voice intact. And I was really super aware of that. And also with Pep, you know, with Pepper, with the other novella, just to keep that tone, that voice intact, because that's sort of like the magical aspect of their writing, you know. And they both have such different tones and energies you know he his Tomas's book is definitely it is and it's an adventure and from the get-go you know you're you're moving from that first moment and then Pepper's book feels more like drinking scotch that's what I feel like <laughs> you know it's it's something that's like I mean there's a lot that's happening but it definitely like sinks into your body Mhm. Yeah, I mean, because hers is such a start, like historical fiction, mm-hmm. you're sort of going into uh, this world that we don't, you know, I don't really know that much of. You know, I mean, I'm from New York, yes, and you know, maybe I've like you should take history classes in college, but you know, it it was great to to go back and forth with Pepper because I would be like, well, did Greyhound really do this at the time, or? Right. Is this label, did this label really exist during that time? And we would go back and forth in that. And, you know, and, and she was great because she's so into that that period of time that she really delved into the history and, like, specifics of names and, and you know, like, just details and um, even rooms, you know, really specific right down to it. And I, that was really cool to, to be able to read about that stuff because I – ended up learning more about that time period through mm. reading Pepper's uh, manuscript, which was great. So now you're, you're, again, you're given this manuscript, either Pepper's or Tomas's. Do you, do you take it and just ingest it all in one piece, or do you dive in with your, your red pen and start, I mean, is it hard for you as a, a reader to turn off the reading for entertainment and turn on the reading to help make more of a cohesive story or, you know, follow with this voice? Well, I think, and I think this is something that I've recently started doing in the past couple of years, is that I don't read purely for entertainment unless it's just, I don't know, maybe, you know, it's unless it's, like, because I want to read so many books, like, a lot of it I read specifically 
for research in a way. Mm-hmm. So, so when I read their stuff, I usually, and this is for most of the time when I'm reading, is I'm usually I usually have um, a postcard that I'll use also for like a bookmark and a pen, you know, pen or pen, pencil. So when I'm reading through something. I'm writing down the page or, you know, wherever it is and just like a note, whatever. What does this mean if it is a question or I love this, maybe there's more to it. So I'm, you know, I'm reading through it. I'm reading through the manuscript and I'm just like making notes for myself. Mm. And I do that with when I just read any book. Any book, right. Yeah, any book because I'll just, it's just good for me so that I'll remember, oh, this, there's this excerpt that I really loved. And if I'm writing something of my own personal stuff, then I'll be able to go through it, you know, like, oh, page 31, here he wrote about his father dying. Perfect. Mm. You know, how did he handle that? You know, and and so with their, with their manuscripts, I tried to do that just even if I didn't have a postcard and if this was all done via email, you know, of documents. Um, so I would just, you know, create a word page and a Word document and just start writing down notes in that sense. And then I could go back again and then really go into the questions of what I what what is missing or what isn't missing or what needs more punch or what do you think about edit taking this part out or, you know, things like that or just questions about con- continuity. <laughs> I can never say that word. <laughs> uh, just being consistent, you know, from the first right. page. You, know, you have someone who's named this person and then you have it not that person so just being aware of things like that and that's I think was a big deal for me as well of being of editing these novellas is just seeing it as a whole and then diving, you know diving deeper into the the writing quality or the craft of it and then going back out again making sure that all the things are lining up together the events and you know, how long would it take you to drive to Chicago to wherever she's going? You know, like, how many days are we talking about? You know, right. things like that that I would never, you know, you just sort of take for granted when you're reading a novel that those things are sorted out. But when it's not, then it's like a big alarm goes off. Like, that doesn't make sense. And then you're sort of taken out of the story. Yeah, your level of accepting has to be a little more diminished. Right. <laughs> Because if you're reading right. something that's already been published, you, 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 there's kind of a hope that, like, everything that's in this world is how it is, so I'm just going to accept it. Right, right. And then when it's not or when it just sort of something goes wrong, then you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that. So, you know, that's I think that's the way I, I approach it for the most part. But, I mean, I, not to say that I'm always working, like, mentally working when I'm reading. I mean, obviously I'll read. Like, I'll say, all oh, right, now I'm going to read this the story. novel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to read this novel because I heard it's good, so it's, I'm just going to read it, you know. But for the most part, I try not. I mean, I really, because time is so limited, I just try to read things that are, are helping me help work stuff out. Right. In my, so in it's my a, own person. kind of like you read in an educational way. Like, you would read, you read the way you would read if you were taking a class on literature mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I don't usually take classes, or I don't, not normally, or I wish <laughs> I could take classes all the time. But um, but you are. Um, I mean, I mean, if this is how you're approaching reading, then every book is a class for you. 
in, in essence. Yeah. Yeah. I, someone, oh, I was, I was talking to someone the other day, or he was speaking to a group of people, and he, um, this author, said that, that he never took writing classes before, and um, so he, he decided to, he's going to read all the classics, and he's going to, he's going to educate himself in that way, and I was like, that's how I'm going to do it. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I can't get an MFA, so I'm just going to force myself to read books that, you know, that are going to work towards the goal, you know, whatever that goal is, whether it's finishing a novel or finishing a short story, you know. Are you a fast reader? Um, yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, you're not like a speed reader where you're like, all right, two days, I've finished that novel. No, no. To me, fast is like maybe two days, depending on what it is. But, I mean, it's, I laughed because my, my daughter the other day was saying that she was like, didn't you, didn't you just finish reading a book? Why, why are you reading another one? Like, she was so annoyed. But I already picked up another book, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this does not end <laughs> ever. This is an ongoing, like, you know, I have stacks of books here. I keep I keep donating books, and I come back with five more, you know? Do you think that you're passing on this love of literature? Or is it hard in this new day and age with technology? Well, and Yeah, she's pretty good, I have to say. I mean... I'm always picking up books for her, um, but she is she's decent. It's it is harder. I don't I don't know. I can't I can't speak for all kids, but or parents. But I do feel like it, it is a challenge for me to like, hey, you, you know, get away from your iPad or whatever crap you're playing with, and just you're gonna read for an hour. You know, mm-hmm. like like having to force that in a way um, because. But then again, I mean. I'm always on the computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm it's hard to online. say. It's hard to say to her to get off while you're on the computer. <laughs> right. While I'm on Twitter. Like, <laughs> Mom, you're on the computer. Yeah. Well, I, I have a five-year-old daughter. Right now, we're going through the learning to read, and I, there's a part of me that's really excited about like introducing her to stories that I really liked when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. There are so many books out there. Like, what 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 are some of the books that your your daughter's into? She likes those. Oh goodness, what is it? The Mean Kid or Oh, uh, yeah. Diaries of a Wimpy Kid. Yes, no. yes, yes. Yeah. That's she really likes those. She really, and then she started. I picked up some weird, <laughs> some weird, I guess, weird like children's books that were like. Dracula and like it was Dracula Pinocchio. <laughs> I think okay. it's called Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> so random, and she was of course she loved it, you know. Right. Random, random, weird stories. <laughs> so I mean, I I pick them up. I think another one was about a goldfish, a mutant goldfish. <laughs> Just random, but I, I mean, I'm lucky that I I know some people get a lot of these like arts, you know, and a lot of these uh, books that are new, and then you know they don't they get too many of them, so eventually I'm like, oh, give them to me, and I'll pass them along or donate them. So so she gets she has a chance to like read new stuff that most people haven't read yet. So it's cool, but yeah, random. <laughs> it's not what? like me. Like I would like pick 
I don't know, when I was her age and she's nine, I ha- I was, you know, I would read, like, classics or, like, Charlotte's Web, you know? Right. Or Wizard right. of Oz. Yeah, James and the Giant Peach. Yes, like yeah. all those great ones, right? And she's not interested. <laughs> and I'm like, you could read The Wizard, the Wizard of Oz. It's really based on, on books. And she's just like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah, the, the um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and the whole Narnia series and, yeah. Love those. <laughs> but at the same time, I also remember getting the um, the book order, you know, like once a month, you get that the book order sheet from, uh, I don't know, Barron's or whatever it was, and right, you right. mark down which books you want. That was like my favorite time. And, and every book that I would pick, I would pick based on the cover. So if the cover looked cool or looked interesting, you know. <laughs> I also read the horrible Choose Your Own Adventure, but I, I love them. Oh, my God. Who doesn't love the Choose Your Own Adventure? They still have those um, sheets. I think really? they're Scholastic. Oh, Scholastic, like Scholastic yeah. Yeah, right. so she still asked to, like, can I order these things? And, you know, and then they'll have, but they'll have, like, silly stuff, like, you know, pick, um, not even posters. Yeah, like posters. Yeah. I'm like, um, you know what That's I mean? not a book. Yeah, no, no. I was getting a book, but but oh, I remember being in the fourth grade and like for whatever you know, because they're all they do them for grade specific. You know, it's not like you're right. you're still reading the kindergarten books in the fourth grade on that scholastic sheet. But in my fourth grade scholastic sheet, they had King Lear. Oh wow. And I got King Lear, and I remember reading it and, like, struggling to get what well, was Macbeth and King Lear. So it was, like, two books in one. And I, I read through Macbeth, and I enjoyed I struggled through King Lear. But I ended up being an actor and studying Shakespeare at college, so maybe that that had, like, some sort of influence on me. I love that. I mean, I felt like I was like that, too. Like, I was reading books that were totally not for my age. And just not aware that there was any kind of like cut off time, you know, or cut off yeah. age or something. I was just going to pick whatever I wanted and I was going to read it. And maybe I didn't quite understand what was going on, but I would still read it, you know? <laughs> it was like, it's like to me, I loved that. It was just, it didn't matter what I was reading because then that sort of just opened everything because I would read genre to the classics to graphic novels, you know, like mm. I didn't care. You know, I'll just pick up whatever I like. I'm struggling now. I mean, it's more of a time thing. And it's not that there's not time, but because we have all of this other bullshit, my my French, but, you know, all this (laughs) stuff on the computer that, like, you know, I find myself reading these stupid articles of, like, the the 20 best ways to get lost in Los Angeles, you know, like... (laughs) And and I waste so much time on it. I mean, maybe it's not wasting time because I do learn things, but it it does take away from from reading. And and it's not like there's a finite number of of books because every year all these new books come out, and I still haven't read the ones that have already existed. I feel like I'm I'm I, there's no way that I'm ever going to get caught up. I've had the same five books on my nightstand because I like you, I'm I. I don't just read one. I'm I'm in five. Right. <laughs> and the only reason now I'm finishing books is because I'm doing these podcasts. So I, I have to say thank you to Black Hill Press. <laughs> right now, the only books that I, I 
you know, I have all these books that I've been reading for years. Like I've been working on uh, Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie, and I have this other book oh that God, I've been reading yeah. for seven years. It's called <laughs> The Phenomenon by Neil Stevenson, and it's a thousand pages, and it's just like sitting in the same place. And uh, it, but I have them there because I'm like, these are the ones I'm going to work on. But then I, you know, I, I don't. I get distracted by BuzzFeed or you know. <laughs> right, the latest uh, quiz. Yeah. Well, there's this one. There's one book that I have always picked up, and I'm I can't I can't do it. Is the the Wind Up Chronicle by Haruki Murakami. Yeah, I, that's I another know. one that I, I I have on my shelf, and I'm like, it's too big. <laughs> I've tried it. I've tried it twice. You know, because I would take it out from the library, and I'm like, I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna do it, and then I'll get into I don't know, maybe fifty pages or 100 maybe and I'm like I can't I have to read other stuff right it's too much to take up yeah like you know I think maybe a hundred years ago when we you know you'd, you'd come home from work and you'd sit in front of your little gas lantern and sit and read a book right. and you know and somebody would play the piano that's what I imagine life was like back then maybe not a hundred maybe like 150 years ago I guess a hundred years ago they I don't know. They were, I, will, uh, I mean, it's hard to do it. I someone was asking me the other day because um, they were asking, "Oh, have you wa- are you watching? I don't know. It could have been anything. Are you watching Game of Adam? Thrones? Yeah, Matt yeah, Rose. yeah. I mean, literally, they were asking whatever is in the. Are you watching Scandal? Are you, you know, I was like, look, <laughs> I could invest my time and commitment to watching a TV show, or I could take my time, you know, invest my time and commitment to read a book. You know, I don't have time. I could only commit to one TV show. Right. And that's it. <laughs> Basically, that's it. Well, then, you know, I took like uh, five, six years ago, I started taking this acting class, which I loved, but the teacher was adamant that we need, as actors here in L.A., we need to read plays. So I started reading plays again, you know, and I read plays in school, but I started reading plays and I started reading like all of Tennessee Williams plays and all of Eugene O'Neill. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, there's this whole other realm of literature that's really good. Yeah. And, you know, at least with a play, like the, the way I can rationalize reading a play is like, all right, if I saw this on stage, it would be two hours. So it's like watching a movie. I could sit and read this play for two hours. Right. right. And it's, it's usually easier for me to get through, but yeah. So I, I admire it. What's so, all right? So, what what five books or for, for however many books are you into right now? What are the ones that are currently in rotation? Well, well, there's something that you had mentioned before that because I'm doing um, that a monthly radio show now, I'm forced to also read. Oh, you know? and now hold- <laughs> so. It's- so it's good. So, because that no, hold on. We're gonna we gotta introduce this because I don't think we okay. talked about this in right, the no, interview. We have. <laughs> so you do a monthly radio show called yeah. Radio Sombra. Oh well, no, it's the the radio the radio channel, I guess, or station. It's called um, Radio Sombra, and then the monthly show that I do is called Literary Soundtrack. Oh, okay, right. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I've been doing it. It's been three months so three shows I've done so far and uh, and it's been great so I you know I I I'm able to you know talk to publicists or press people at the book publishing world and just um, try to line up these interviews and I pre-record them and um, 
and then I run, and then I get the authors like musical inspiration, and we run some. You know, we also play some of their music that was inspired by the novel that we're talking about, or the collection of poems that we're talking mm. about. And so it's great. It it forces me to seek out, you know, authors that I want to speak to and read novels that I want to read. Um, and then it also I get to interview them, so it's also another way for me to learn. Right. For people, you know, that have experience. But but I'm also looking into, like, debut authors. So with that said, I mean, the, what I'm reading right now, which is right next to me because I'm trying to read them in between breaks, I'm reading This is Paradise by Chris. I'm going to mess up her name because it's a little complicated. It's Christiana Kawakawila. Kawakawila. Oh. She's okay. from Hawaii. Okay. And there's a collection of short stories that debuted, I think, last year, and it's really great, really great. I'm almost finished with it, and I, I'm, I really want her on the, on the literary soundtrack show because it's, it's short stories. It's about you know just living in Hawaii, and it's it's powerful stuff, and it's rare that you get that kind of angle from right. you know, from someone who lives there. And then the next one, which is I actually have to read it because I was asked to interview this person for for the rumpus, it's The People in the Trees, and it's Hanya Yanagihara, and it's a new novel. I just started this two days ago, and it's supposed to be really good. It's coming out in, in uh, paperback. Um, really strange kind of book, so I'm excited about that one. And then I'm reading um, the science, so I picked this up the other day at a used bookstore. It's called Science Fiction, a Historical Anthology. Oh. And this one is kind of cool because they just have excerpts of short stories or excerpts, for, I mean, excerpts from novels or short story, stories, and it's all broken down into these kind of categories like 19th century, and under a 19th century, we'll have Edgar Allan Poe right. or Nathaniel Hawthorne. And then the next, you know, and then later on, it'll be the modern period. And then they'll have Harlan Ellison and um, Ursula K. Le Quinn. And wow. so it's really, it's really cool. It's great. So it kind of yeah. takes you through the, the progression of science fiction. Oh, I, I love it. Through the years and see how... Mm-hmm. The vision of the future science fiction changes, you know, as it's, we progress through the world. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's really great. It's, I mean, they have some people that I've never heard of and I've always wanted to read. And that one, I've just been sort of picking it up, you know, reading the short story, putting it down, going back to it in between novels. <laughs> I think those are the three. And then, of course, Wind Up Chronicle. I'll always have that in there. Because <laughs> It'll be the lifelong quest of ever right. finishing that. <laughs> yeah, 30 years from now, you'll finally read that last page. And I did it. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like I've never. Someone was telling me I should start. I should read the the game of the game of Thrones. I was like, I can't go in. That's like a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> but I know I would love it. Um. Well, we are out of. Time, I believe. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so we're near the end of our time. But you know what? We didn't get to talk about you as a writer, which is something that I'd like to get into. So maybe really quickly you can okay. let me know, um, is there anything that you're working on that we might see in Black Hill Press that, that has being a part of this family inspired you to come up with a novella? Oh, I mean, I'm always trying, I'm always thinking of what I want to do in the novella field. Um, I have some ideas, but I haven't done them yet. I I do have a short story that's coming out, and I think it's a special edition for, called The Cost of Paper. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a short story, and that's, that's cool because I've kind of wanted this short story to land somewhere. And I'm like glad I was able to to have Black Hill Press use it. Um, and then you know it's all I'm just writing short stories, um, trying to finish them. And and I guess because I'm writing a science fiction novel, I'm right. I'm trying to I'm writing a science fiction novel. I write young adults for the most part, and so I'm I'm going to re- be rewriting this this young adult novel that I started a while back over the summer. Um, but I do have an idea for a novella. I just have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You've got to stop working on uh, the Murakami book. And <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. And uh, and I look forward to talking to you again and seeing you at you know some of the Black Hill Press functions in the future. But I, I wish you all the best with your writings and uh yeah, I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. This has been The How and the Why by Black Hill Press. I'm John Barrett Ingalls. The show was produced by Kevin Stanek and yours truly. The music is Mea Lua by Bossa Zuzu. wanted to thank everybody for your creativity and your inspiration and to remind you all to keep making art thank you